This CTN Viewpoint is brought to you by Amber Road. This is CTN Viewpoint on CIO Talk Network. Welcome listeners. This is Sanjo Gall, your host, and the topic for our conversation is evolving to one digital supply chain. And joining me is Jamie Bragg. Jamie is the Executive Vice President and Chief Supply Chain Officer with Tailored Brands. Hello, Jamie. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. And so the reason we have come together today is because most organizations, as we see, is recognizing the value of going digital when it comes to supply chain, but then introduce it only as a point solution to automate, say, a specific processes or functions. And this is a rather fragmented and opportunistic approach that may be undermining what supply chain can become. So the discussion here is to explore how organizations can define and adopt digital in one holistic approach to operating supply chain across the globe. So that said, Jamie, what do you see as the business challenges and triggers that have increased the need to improve supply chain and the global trade management? Well, I'd say that, you know, when you look at the changing consumer preferences and and shopping patterns, you know, coming from tailored brands or a retail organization, there's been a significant shift um, uh, in both that have really precipitated us to have to change our business uh, and transform our business, really. Um, you you need a, a much more precise control over inventory and visibility of where your future inventory is. Um, and there's uh, a lot of, there's increased demand for transparency on where your products are coming from, you know, particularly with millennial consumers. From a, a Taylor Brands perspective, um, you know, our MO is to, is to put our customer first. And, and our shift in our, the big shift in our business in recent years has been towards mass customization. So um, customers being able to uh, create their own products in our stores, uh, a custom suit or dress shirt, and, and then have that manufactured to their specifications and, and what they've chosen and brought to them and personalizing it. Um, you know, that's very different from business just not that long ago where you had purchase orders for thousands of units coming in and you put them in your stores and you sold them versus, you know, thousands of purchase orders for one unit for a specific customer. Um, so we've really spent a lot of our time and effort around um, evolving our digital supply chain to manage through these changes and consumer preference and in the mass customization of products. So uh, when we see supply chains, most supply chains are hybrid and still using a mix of unoptimized paper-based systems and IT-enabled components. So what's preventing organizations from going digital all the way because that will help you minimize waste and bring higher profits? I think, um, look, I think the first big hurdle um, companies have to clear is is to create a master data management structure that houses all the information, not only from their host disparate systems, but also from outside vendors, service providers, anywhere that they have data that affects their supply chain. It sounds like a daunting task just in its own, but when you look across the organization and understand who owns uh, specific pieces of data or systems, um, where information might be kept manually and how you can provide a path to get that data into a host system or into that master data management structure, 
that's really where the the hard work begins because you have to work cross-functionally to be able to come up with a structure that everybody can agree on and contribute to in order to be able to, to have the visibility and the access to the data you're going to really need to take that full digital journey. So would you call data, like what you just mentioned as master data management, is that the core of the problem or are there other issues related to processes and um, anything else that you can point to? Um, I think, yeah, I think that that once you've overcome, I think the once you overcome what that master data management structure looks like, you architect it and you start populating it, then you're going to naturally understand where the, the challenges in process are and that's going to be the next logical step. But but obviously you can't um, you can't move forward in a digital strategy without first having that structure in place. Um, and along the way, when you work through that cross-functional journey with your business peers in your organization, you're going to understand where there might be some disconnects in, in process and and have to work through you know trying to figure out how those would be uh, how you can compromise on them. So let's talk about like what I would like to envision as a robust digital enabled supply chain. I'd like to see that to be automated, predictive, adaptive, and which offers real-time visibility. How far do you think we have come in that journey? I think the type of supply chain that you describe is within a five to seven years reach for the early adopters, for people who are really investing in technology now. Um, I think the technologies that are going to enable that reality are all in various stages of acceptance or, or even practical use for that matter, whether it's artificial intelligence or machine learning or blockchain-enabled platforms. Uh, those are probably some of the most prominent. But, you know, as they as computing speed continues to increase and supply chain-driven companies move through the proof-of-concept stage to daily use and trust of those systems – to analyze these massive amounts of data I was talking about, then that's how that typical supply chain is going to evolve to a digital one, meaning that you have these processes that are all kind of working through, you know, kind of a crawl, walk, run, uh, staging proof of concept to being able to move beyond that to regular use to um, really understanding what the power of that particular piece of technology is, is for the business and how you can apply it elsewhere. Um, that's going to be a process that's going to take some time. But I think that there are a number of people out there, a number of companies out there admirably that are able to invest in that technology now, and they'll be at the forefront. They'll be there first. External parties, which would include suppliers, logistics and service providers, they all come from different business and financial conditions and even different risk profiles. So if you're trying to go ahead and build as an organization a holistic and an inclusive digital supply chain strategy, which is sustainable and it'll have a long-term approach for execution, how would you go about doing it? You know, I think, I think it all starts with knowing that you need highly collaborative relationships with your outsourced providers and business partners. It becomes part of the evaluation process for whom you choose to do business with. Um, it's it's no longer kind of a you know an us against them kind of strategy. I'm responsible for sourcing at tailored brands, and it used to be that you know we were constantly working with our factory bases to uh, really maximize our our costs. 
but what we found over the last couple of years anyway is that really taking this collaborative approach and understanding where we have uh, wants and needs that intersect and, and being able to work towards that has been really helpful. So you, you need to share the vision that you have for your entire supply chain network with your vendor base, and, and you got to gain commitment from them that they're willing to help to do whatever it takes to partner with you and your company on that same journey, because they're going to have their own journey that you should be listening to just as equally um, to understand where you might be able to help. And, you know, so long gone are those days when you're managing just your company assets in the supply chain. You, you need to start viewing it as one ecosystem and having two-way communication with all those external partners. And you need to create more win-win solutions along the way, and, and everybody really benefits from that. So let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And we should talk about the processes, the people, and the culture changes that may be needed to get the organization ready for the holistic digitalization of its supply chain. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. In 2015, Gartner Group predicted that 80% of companies will have made the digital transformation by 2020. Yet, most global supply chains are still relatively immature, especially with respect to digitization. It's time to digitize your global supply chain today. The global trade management solutions provided by Amber Road can improve efficiency, reduce risk, and increase agility. Many Fortune 100 companies across the globe are already leveraging Amber Road for cross-border trade. You can't afford to wait. Visit AmberRoad.com to learn more. This is CTN Viewpoint on CIO Talk Network. Welcome back. So, Jamie, let's talk about the processes, the people, and the culture changes that we need to get the organization ready for this holistic digitization of its supply chain. Sure. Um, you know, the nature of the work really requires the technology and a connectedness of a supply chain uh, for that to occur. And, and you'll see with many supply chain orgs are going to start looking for data management experience and expertise, and um, you know, machines are not going to replace all the work over time, but the skill set that people need to have to continue to be successful in, in a supply chain environment are, that is fully digitized, that'll change. Um, so understanding your roadmap, what the new skills will look like based on what you're planning on implementing and in what order, will give you an outlook on what skills your employees and your high, high potential personnel will need to be successful and to enable you know, those future supply chain leaders to have a plan in place to make sure that, you know, your teams have the right training and skills in place as your organization continues to evolve. Now, how deep and broad does global trade management technology need to be in order to hit all the marks, which is ensure compliance with global trade regulations, keep the supply chain flexible and configurable to support complex global needs, and lower the cost of delivering product to market. I think, you know, to hit all marks that you mentioned and actually save save money in the process, and they need to be very broad and very deep because all suppliers down to the individual item or shipment level. So it's an all-encompassing effort that could take a very long time to accomplish. Um, you know, I think that, you know, my recommendation is that when, if you're looking at heading down that path, is to look for a couple of surefire use cases that you know will increase efficiency, will increase 
visibility and potentially save you some money. And to start with your proof of concepts in that area, to, to learn and sometimes fail forward um, what the different technologies that are available out there will gain for you, and that will give you an outlook on where you should go next with that technology. It will allow you to be able to understand what the next big implementation could be within your global trade management network. And what you just suggested, would that take care of all these different three, four areas that I just mentioned? Well, that's good. Good question. I think it's a good start. I think that, you know, I'd be lying to you if I said we were already down that road and already solved all these problems because we're not. But I think that um, the approach we're taking is that we want to be able to um, provide a better experience for our customers. And we want to be able to take the technologies that are out there and be able to um, not only make sure that we're ensuring our compliance and understanding that we're in, you know, that we're in spec with global trade regulations, but we want to be able to make sure that we have the best visibility we can, you know, from our perspective so we can pass that information um, not only just back to us for, for our use, but also to our customer. So I think over time that the more experience we get with that, uh, the better outlook I would have on what that might look like uh, to hit all the marks, to your point. So how should organizations rank and then roll out digital pilots to ensure greatest returns right from the start? And for that matter, what would it take to keep up the momentum till there are no weak links left and you can call that particular implementation or the rollout to lead to that one digital supply chain? Well, I think initially folks that are really, you know, supply chain focused have a definite opinion on what they need to do first. You know, what are the, the digital pilots that are going to be, that give them the quickest results. But I think initially you have, it's a cross-functional effort. You, know, you need to make sure that all aspects of your organization are in alignment with what the end game is here. Um, at Taylor Brands, we use a, a tool called the Sustained Disrupt Model, where we we essentially understand as a team what are what's the current paradigm and how are we accomplishing results today. What are the systems, processes, and so forth that really pay the bills today? And then on the disrupt side of the model, you have all the different possibilities, all the different technologies and and proof of concepts that you know for a fact will help you move towards that digital supply chain view. Um, so. You intentionally identify these practices, and you also, you know, have this portfolio of opportunities that you have that can disrupt or change or transform your business. Um, so these are the ideas that you know you want to gain insight from your cross-functional peers as to what's the most achievable. And, and sometimes you may have to take something that you, from a supply chain perspective, you know, is could have high value, and maybe put it on lower priority because of resources somewhere else in the company, maybe IT, maybe somewhere else, uh, in order to continue to move. And so, you know, every organization is different, but you want to take, you know, once you've kind of aligned on what the opportunities are, you want to focus on the highest potential impact projects that would work for the entire cross-functional organization. And then once you have that kind of compact list, you want to focus on two or three of those initiatives only, because any more than that in your and nothing's really going to get accomplished. But if you have a cross-functional alignment on a transformative effort and you're working on these two to three items, 
then or projects and you're able to get those done as they complete you can revisit that list and you already have cross functional awareness of what that list is you may have to reprioritize it and understand what's you know, number 1 2 and 3 now but you want to understand what is going to slide in in place when that next availability uh, is there to put out another pilot to start another effort to kind of continue to be able to to roll through that now what will happen is the things that were in proof of concept become regular business practice and become that sustainable part of your portfolio. They're the things that are your new paradigm, and you still are are working with these prospects on the transformative side. Um, but the process just kind of keeps rolling from there. You, you you know what those next opportunities are, and you continue to work through your teams, whether that's a transformation office or or whatever you might call it, to continue the process. And and uh, you, you never really you always have two or three of these projects in play um, as one becomes the new reality, another one slides in based off of how important it is. Once again, thank you, Jamie, for sharing your thoughts and insights about how organizations can evolve to one digital supply chain. Thank you. And listeners, I invite you to find related conversations on our website at ciotalknetwork.com. This is CTN Viewpoint on CIO Talk Network. This CTN Viewpoint is brought to you by Amber Road.